This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with a big kid and a little kid. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a baby. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, the confusing moment when things go well. Plus, Biz gets a Thanksgiving surprise, Teresa has a dream, and we welcome back actor-director-screenwriter Kay Cannon to talk about being cool with teens having sex. (laughs) There's an extra woo because Katie Bell is here to say hello, and she also just had the bug eyes when I announced what we would be discussing with Kay Cannon. Uh She heard me say the word sex, and she got the bug eyes. (laughs) She's like, what? She's like, I got to get out of here. Get me out of here. <laughs> no, I want. I want to stay. Oh, you want to no. stay now? Nope. Nope. <laughs> we will have those discussions, but not in a small booth. With me. With Teresa. Why would I? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Teresa takes a village. Uh, Katie Bell, before, before Teresa and I get into all the things we're going to talk about, as always, we like to check in with you when you're here. How are you, Katie Bell? Good. Are you excited for Thanksgiving break? Yes, I am very excited. What are you looking forward to the most? About Thanksgiving break? I don't know. Mo- mostly um, going to Jumpin' Jam on Wednesday. Okay, tell everybody what Jumpin' Jam is. Jumpin' Jam is this play structure thing where it's just a bunch of bounce houses, sort of. Yeah, kids just run around like maniacs. And it's also very smelly. It's, it's a little smelly because <laughs> it's full of kids <laughs> running around like maniacs. With bare feet. Yep. Yes, yeah. with bare feet. Yes. That foot smell. That yes. bounce house there foot is smell. There a very bad bounce house foot smell. Okay. Yes. But it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm also looking forward to a bunch of pumpkin pies. Stuff mm. in my belly. Yes. <laughs> me stuff too. Yes, me too. Yeah. And sweet mashed potato marshmallows. Yeah. Oh, do you guys eat those? Yeah. We do you yeah. make them? Yep. Yeah. We yep. used to have those when I was little. I haven't had them in a while. Yeah, those are really good. They mm-hmm. are very good. Yeah. Yes. All right. Katie Bell? Yes. Now we're kicking you out. Goodbye. No. Get out of here. Thanks, Thank Katie you so Bell. much for checking in. Don't get tangled up. All right. Good job. Yay. Yay. Teresa. Yes. Before we really get started, uh-huh. I have a special announcement to make. Okay. We are making a change to the show a little bit. Yeah. We wanted to let you guys know. Yeah. We've been doing this almost five years now. Mm-hmm. And very happy. No complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have decided we are going to... Uh, change the interview segment of our show. And by change, I mean we're going to uh, stop making it sort of a mandatory part of of the format. And instead, we're going to focus more on uh, really researching guests for very specific reasons that can come on and really talk about experiences that Teresa and I, 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 I can't talk about, uh, as opposed to the focus being on we need a guest every week, right? Like we just want it to transition into something that is even more impactful than, than it has been. So going forward after the new year, we still have guests lined up for the new, uh, up until the new year. But after that, uh, there will be more shows without guests uh, for a while as we try and hammer out how we really want that element of the show uh, to be. So you have been warned. Now, Teresa, how are you? So bear with me because I need to tell you about a dream that I had. Oh, Teresa has had a dream that usually involves pie. I'm here and I'm waiting. (laughs) I fully realize that I'm not technically in therapy right now, but the best way for me to tell you how I'm doing is for me to tell you about this dream that I had a few nights ago where... Um, 
I was, I think, in New York City, um, and it was pouring rain, like, mm. like out of nowhere, just dr- like everybody was getting drenched, like it was just downpour of rain, and very dark and gray, and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you okay. like where I'm going with this? Yeah, it gets ready. better. <laughs> and I'm sort of trying to seek shelter. You know, mm. and I go under an awning under under like sort of underneath a building, like sort of to up to the side of a building. And there's this other young woman there and she's we both got these like big jackets on and she I look and see that inside her jacket she has a tiny newborn baby like a two-day-old new like a tiny like a brand new baby yeah that's all bundled up and you know clean and healthy and fine but like it's a tiny newborn baby and she doesn't have him like in a carrier or like anything she's just holding him and she's struggling for some reason I guess she's like either trying to get her umbrella or she's trying to do something right and I'm like here I'll you know I'll hold your baby and she's she gives me the baby, and as soon as I take the baby, I, I'm just going to remind everyone, this is a dream. This just a dream. in case you're listening, and you're with small children, right. and you're only half listening, and you're starting to tune in at this moment, this is a dream. All None right. of this is real. And So she hands you the baby. So she hands me the baby, and I'm holding the baby and, like, cradling the baby close to my chest. And at that same moment, like, the the water is just, like, pouring on us. It's okay. just pouring and drenching on us. And it's pouring more and more. And I start to, like, slide down under, like, almost to, like, the basement. Like, there's stairs leading yeah, sure. down to, like, a basement-level apartment of this building. And I'm being pulled down by, like, a river now. Oh. Of water. Wow, wow. As holding I'm the holding baby. this tiny baby right. to my chest. And the thoughts that are going through my head right before I wake up are it's going to be okay. I can do this. Uh huh. She's going to think I'm not going to be able to hold her baby. Oh, God. And take care of her baby yeah. as I'm getting washed in a flood right. down, like under this building. Yeah. But I'm going to. I'm going to do this. And it's this. going to be okay. And yeah. I, I have this baby. Right. And that's when I woke up. Oh, my God. Teresa. <laughs> wow. That, that's a lot. That And then I woke up from that and was like, it wasn't a terror. It was not like that nightmare okay. thing where you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Like, right, oh my God. right, right. It was just that I woke up and I remembered it. Like, I really? felt it yeah. right away. And I was like... Wow. Yep. Yeah. What do you think the baby is? It represents. It's my whole, whole everything. everything yeah. Right. Yeah. And the rest of us, the woman is all the rest of sure. us watching you yes. uh, slide down. That you're failing. Yeah. But you're not. Sure. You've got this. Yeah. Teresa. I know. Whoa. Did I it know. help to have had the dream? Totally. Because sometimes I think. That's like letting our psyche work it yeah. out is really good. It was so good. It was wow. so good. It wasn't like, I mean, it was sort of, it, it's sort of upsetting to sure. realize I'm in that place. Yes. But like, it's also, it was just such a perfect, like, representation of yeah. my feelings that, I was, also, that it was like helpful in that way. Even if you were not in that place, yeah. it can be a representation of you feeling yeah. like you are totally. in that place. Right. It's purely right. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
is wow. Funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, I love dreams with Teresa. <laughs> um, How are you, Biz? I'm fine. Here's my Thanksgiving Day surprise. Okay. Surprise! It's Thanksgiving this week! Yeah. I, it's I'm just, so with you. I know. Total surprise. Yeah. Like, three weeks ago, I was doing the carnival. The next week, I had some surgery that took me out for the whole week. The next week, Stefan was gone. Stefan's been gone this whole last week. He just got back yesterday. And now, Thanksgiving is like in three days. Like, well, I mean, today. Mm-hmm. It's like today if you're listening to the show. Mm-hmm. But like, we record on Monday. And I was like, oh, it's really easy to not be stressed out about Thanksgiving mm-hmm. when you're not aware Thanksgiving oh, totally. is coming. And we oh, have yeah. people coming. We have oh, a wow. huge menu. Okay. Right? But you know what? We just, I'm just not thinking about it. Because, surprise, that's, it's Thanksgiving. That's kind of great. Yeah. I just wanted to say, surprise, it's Thanksgiving. Sometimes that's just how my life is right now. That's great. Surprise. I love it. Thanksgiving is here. You know what else is surprising? What we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And it's that surprising feeling that you get when things actually turn out to go okay. Yeah. That's weird. It is. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. The confusing or surprising moment when things go well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite thing I think Teresa's ever said when I've been like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, oh, we don't even have to work on a title for the show. That's it. <laughs> this is such a true thing. And I want to say it kind of ties into what I've been wrestling with recently, which was, am I ever going to, is there ever going to be a day when I'm actually happy with how I'm parenting? Uh-huh. But I think that ties into that same sure. sort of thing of like, oh, surprise, yeah. everything's actually going okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Right? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, a little setup is just that like we, we kind of get into our routines with our kids and how we think our kids are, whether we have high or low needs kids. They all need something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we get into these, like, we know what their triggers are. We know what the warning signs are. We know that things could just, situations that cannot possibly be good fits for our children, right? I'm thinking, like, airplanes. That's a classic. That's a classic. Traveling with an infant, toddler, five-year-old, teen, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, and any of those kids of any ages with any variety of needs that they may have, right? Mm-hmm. That's always like, a, there's no way this is going to go well. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And it is always surprising when you come out on the other side and you're like, oh, my gosh, we did it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Play dates, doctor appointments. Ugh. I know that doctor appointments never go well. You can never convince <laughs> me that that's going to come out well. <laughs> Staying up late, you know, travel, yeah. being in other people's houses. Like, right? So, I mean, yes. like, have you had that surprise confusing moments yes and i think i want to be clear that this isn't a problem with us just like being overly pessimistic because i'm right. a very optimistic yeah, person you're way more optimistic than i am yeah and yeah. i am still caught off guard right when shit goes well yeah it's really confusing to me like it's so confusing i've become so accustomed to multiple obstacles being yes. thrown in my way at every moment in time yeah yeah that's just normal well, it's like when you're when you're like, oh, I'm sick. I'm gonna stay home from work today. 
or whatever. Yeah. And then everybody else gets sick and has to stay home from work and then you're not resting. Or right. it's the, I have this really big important meeting right. that I've got to go to. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be fine. No, everybody's now sick yeah. and you have to stay home and miss that. Like, right. Like yeah. there's always stuff is just always yeah. happening. It's always happening. It's always happening. It's to the point where, yeah, I think I'm not even, I'm much better now than I used to be at like um, not getting attached mm. to how things go. Oh. Like really, because yeah. it, there's just always more to come. So like, do you know what I mean? Right, like yeah. it's just, it's just things like I, I'm not, I don't place a lot of importance on how something goes or that something goes happens on time or that right. something happens smoothly because it, even if it does, then it's on to the next thing. Well, right. You know, like there's right. no, but um, recently I had this very specific experience with that confusing moment when things go well, which was that Gracie has this best friend this year who's kind of like a new best friend this year. Yep. They were friends last year, but now they're in the same class this year. So, so they're, now they're like BFFs. Yeah, like BFF all the time. up. Yes. And they're super cute. And I really like the other little girl's parents. And we've, you know, we've started having a few play dates. And, you know, I think the, the first couple, like I was there or whatever, but like they're, they're six. They can yeah. pretty much... You can drop off. We can do drop off. Yeah. And so recently, the mom of this little girl had invited Gracie over for like a full day on a Saturday. I was like, you know, great and everything. But like, I'm sure she would love that. But she's really done after like a few hours Hours, of like any given thing. Like she'll, you know, she'll just be done. But like, we can totally start with like a three hour thing and just like see how they're doing or whatever. Right. And... I'm not going to get into every single communication that I had with this mom in the course of that day. But basically how it played out is like she kept checking in with me and being like, they're doing great. (laughs) And I kept being like, really? Okay, All right. And then she'd be like, I can give them lunch. And then like, they're still doing great. Do you mind if we keep her a little bit longer? They're still doing great. Do you mind if we keep, you know, do you mind if we they're doing this or that? Do you want to? And it just kept going. And, like, I I know the mom, and I totally believe that that was true. Yeah. But it was just funny because, first of all, it makes me seem like a crazy person. Well, that was going to ask how it makes you—that was going to be one of my questions. It was like, how does it make—because when I'm in those situations, I think, am I just— is she's just better equipped to handle my kid's personality than I am? I don't know. Yeah, you know, which can't yeah. possibly be. I don't think so. I don't so. think that's it, Yeah, but I'm with you. I kind of go to that place yeah. of, well, they must think that I am insane. I know. And then I do the, and then I do the added layer of, am I insane? Right. Am I, it, yeah. am I like... I know. Do I just, can I just not handle? I know. Right? Like, they, nothing makes me crazier when yeah. my kids do really well with other I mean, adults. No, I know. I mean, And the thing is, I, I'm not going to that second stage. That's very of, smart of you. Just because. You can't. I, well, and also, I've the only reason I'm like this is because of experience. Right. I would never have right. been this person if, like, things didn't go terribly wrong. So often. Some other right. times, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I do, I feel like, wow, she probably thinks I'm, like, pretty overprotective uh, at this point. yeah. Which is kind of funny. And maybe I am. Eh, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fuck it. Maybe we are. Yeah. But, like, it is just funny because, again, I didn't put too much on it. I didn't beat myself up about it. But I was just like, huh, I'm confused by this. Why was this so great? She came home. She was super happy at the end of the day, too. She didn't even have a meltdown when she came home. It was like, great. They had a great day. And all right. Okay. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. And there's, by the way. 
beep, 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 beep. There, there's no solution. We're not yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. So why is that? I, the first one, I think, kind of goes back to what we just sort of mentioned, which was like, is it is it going well because of all of our experience that we've had, that mm-hmm. we bring to the table, mm-hmm. all of our getting really good at this, mm-hmm. all of our preparedness, yeah. all of that yeah. great experience and work, is that... The recipe yeah. for success. Yeah. Like, of course it's getting better. Of course. We've been working towards this. Right. At some point, I've it's going out. to work out. I've laid out all the foundation. Yeah. Ta-da! Yeah. The cake is done. <laughs> right? Like, that's that's what I think. So that's one. Right. I don't know. How do you, what do you think? You think that's what it is? Well, so I do think there's something to that because what happens is... We work so hard to get our kids to learn a particular skill right. or get to a certain new developmental stage. And obviously, we know that eventually we're doing all that to get somewhere. And obviously, deep down, we know that that was the whole point of right. this. But then sometimes it's a surprise when we get there, I well, guess. Yeah, because that's two. The, the yeah. second, I think that plays into the second thing, which I was thinking about was... Our kids are getting older developmentally, maybe more so than we give them credit for, right? Mm, like we're yeah. ar- like we're artificially like limiting them. Like yeah. we're like we're working on this. Yeah. We've been working on this. There's no way we're ready. That cake is not fucking done yet, yeah. right? And yeah. like the cake is burning in the oven. Yeah. Right? You know? And then sometimes, now this is the big obvious one. Uh-huh. Sometimes when I let my children go off and do something without me, yeah, they do have all the success. Totally. Because my limitations aren't there, like, on them. Even though I'm not trying to limit them, I'm so just, like, burdened with all the possibilities of things that can go wrong. I'm burdened with the sense of needing to prepare us. Yep. Right? Yep. That, like, it goes well. It doesn't mean it's going to go well the next time or the next time, but, like, kids develop, and sometimes we just don't see that that's happening until, surprise, that went really well. Right? Like, we're like, oh, Oh, I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah. I wonder if we get used to, like, not expecting that positive outcome. Totally. I think we do, which is really a problem. <laughs> oh, it's a big problem. really holds us back. And it's also, it's sort of connected to that thing of, like, they're always your babies. Like, we kind mm. of always see them as little. Yeah. And it's like... It's like my poor little brother. He's not yeah. little anymore. He's in his 20s and he's in graduate school and he does yeah. all these things. And anytime he does, like I hear about him doing something that an adult would do, right. I'm like, oh, you can do that? You can and open I'm like, doors? I'm like, wait, he's a, I was, I like, I mean, it just, I know. it's so weird. Like the, yeah, but, our but, perspective is very skewed in that way. Get ready for Thanksgiving where you get back together with your siblings and everybody treats each other at whatever stage Right. They, oh, they last interacted, so right? True. Like, that's I always used to feel true. like whenever we got together, I mean, it's not as much now, but like a long time, when I was yeah. in my 20s, yeah. it always felt like I'm being treated like I was 13, right? Sure. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Right. Oh, like, totally. that's, I think that that really does tie into it. It does. You had said, well, that's really a kind of a shame that we're doing that, right? Mm-hmm. That we're limiting them yeah. or we're not expecting the developmental changes to come. And I think, uh, surprise. It probably is about us because I think like another element that goes into this is not only not letting that, not only not being aware that they may have gotten older emotionally, physically, developmentally. It's also the like my comfort in like knowing that I am right, Mm -hmm. that this is not going to be a success 
right? Like mm-hmm. almost the, oh, yeah. right? Like uh, I told you guys, yeah. I told you, yeah. we should never see? have done this. See? See how much this sucks? Yeah. See yeah. how much this sucks? I feel yeah. like I'm really stuck uh, in a see how much yeah, this sucks place. really, Right? We're really like, because yeah. the downside of that is, or why I get so upset with myself when I catch myself doing this, because it's not just like big things like trips or play dates or whatever. It's like little things like opening a jar. Do you see? Right. Do you see? Yeah. You aren't listening, and you're not doing it how I've showed yeah, you, yeah. as opposed to how many times of them <laughs> failing opening a jar will actually teach them to open a jar, right? right? Like, yeah. that actually is a better way to learn. Right. But I'm just sitting here ready to convince yeah. everyone right. we're all doomed so that I can be right. Right. That we need all this extra work. Right. Parenting has just turned us into miserable And then you're people. right. And then what do you get yeah, to what be do I right get? about? What's Yay. the benefit of that? Yay. Everything I'm fell right apart. that things are shitty. So... I know that my attitude right. of expectation of yeah. disaster yeah. does not. It's like I. It's like a you know animals sensing mm-hmm. each other. They can sense yep. that this is supposed to go bad. Right. That I am pre prepared to be disappointed. Right. I'm just pre prepared, so we might as well not do well. Yeah. And then again, you become blind to when it's going well. It's true. I think. I think like that blinds you. From it being a successful, like, Stefan and I are different people. He is very much a positive, like, hey, it's, you know, that's great. Like, oh, the, if I'm like, oh, it's going to be 90 degrees on Thanksgiving. He's like, <laughs> that's going to be so nice, right? I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be awful. I want a fire. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's very much like that if we're out, you know, with our yeah. kids. And I'm like, this is going to be a stressful, horrible, miserable nightmare. Yeah. And everybody's going to melt down. And he's like, or maybe they won't. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. That's not fair to everybody for me to be like, oh, they will. You have no idea. So between preparedness, Mm -hmm. ignoring developmental stages, Mm -hmm. and the desire to be right that everything's a shit show, (laughs) I can understand why it's so confusing and surprising when it goes well. Yeah. Right? Yes. And also, you know, we need to add that things can go well totally randomly yes and really fuck with your head yeah and the next day be back to the way they were before it's like the for old, the next month or two my child slept through the night yeah. everything's perfect now yes. and then like yes. yeah yeah exactly. or like my child finally doesn't want a bottle anymore yeah oh my god they want the bottle it's three right? hours yeah. later yeah. they're desperate for the bottle yeah so, so it's not that yeah. we shouldn't like be concerned be a little pessimistic Right? It's not uh-huh. that we shouldn't be a little. Yeah. Because you don't want the crushing disappointment and surprise of it all going bad all the time. Right. Right? That's not a good place either. Some sort of happy medium where maybe it doesn't have to all be something that we overthink? Yeah. I don't know. No, it's a little bit of the, it's a little bit of the just some of it's going to be fine and some of it's not going to be fine and we just keep going. Yeah, you know, that like, pattern of the habit. You know what this is? Yeah. This falls into that habit stuff, that like the kind of bad habits that we fall into uh-huh. as parents that we've talked about a lot lately. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't need self-care. Eh, yeah. I don't need, whatever. Like, yeah. I think it's really easy to feel like expecting the worst mm-hmm. is a really easy place to fall into. Oh, totally. Yeah. So with that said, Let's get ready for Thanksgiving and all the other holidays around the corner. Because <laughs> I'm sure they're going to go great.
One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mrs. Fields. This holiday season, you can give your friends and family pure, delicious joy with a holiday gift arrangement from Mrs. Fields. Cookies! They're the best. They're the perfect gift. And what's great about Mrs. Fields cookies is you could get maybe their best-selling peace, love, and cookies tin and just nail everybody on your gift list that you need to get something for. Here's an exclusive deal for our listeners. Go to mrsfields.com, click on the microphone on the upper right-hand corner, and enter code BADMOTHER to get 25% off Mrs. Fields' best-selling peace, love, and cookies tin. You get Nibbler's bite-sized cookies, brownie bites, and more. So click on the microphone, enter promo code BADMOTHER at mrsfields.com to get the perfect holiday gift for 25% off. mrsfields.com Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. So, speaking of things confusingly going well, yesterday, which was Sunday, we took the kids swimming at the YMCA during just, like, open swim. Yeah. And it's a pretty simple, straightforward idea that had seemed really overwhelming to me in the past. Like, all the changing and the multiple kids and the different swim things. And I just didn't know if it would be too crazy in there. And I don't know. For some reason... I was up for it yesterday, yeah. and we did it, and it was great. The kids had so much fun, and they, like, got so much exercise, so they were really tired and went right to sleep at night. Wow. And it was, like, a nice little family bonding activity. And even Curtis got in the pool. Boom. Yeah. Nailed it, Teresa. Yeah. Good job. Thanks. So this past weekend, Stefan was out of town, plus Katie Bell went away on a sort of Girl Scout camp out thing. Uh, so she was gone for two nights including all day Saturday. So I took Ellis, just me and him, to Disneyland. We're season pass holders. And I used to take Katie Bell, just me and her, when she was this age all the time. Ellis and I have never gone just by ourselves. And it was so nice. We had like a list of the rides we were going to do. So there was no like confusion. And like, it was just so nice. We were there until like, again, it was like surprise. We were there like way later than I thought we would be we had just like the loveliest time no meltdowns no nothing so great it was such a nice I don't get to do a lot I always feel like really rushed with Ellis yeah like it was such a nice day for me so great yeah good job thank you hi this is Lauren and this is my genius moment so it seems like we keep getting more and more kids party invitations and then you have to go out shopping you need to pick out something for a kid you barely know. And what I decided, my idea, was to just buy a headlamp and a book for every kid over four. <laughs> every kid over four. Lamp and a book. I think it's genius. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. 
I love the headlamp idea. Yeah, that's cute. I forget how great headlamps are. Mm-hmm. Katie Bell and Ellis love their headlamps, mm-hmm. right? And a book. Now, we have to tie this back in to Teresa's genius of remembering to write down who mm-hmm. she gives headlamps and books to before the year recycles itself. Yes. You uh, will so, come to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there will be a point where, like, did I already give this kid yeah. a headlamp at a, at a book? Yeah. But I just, I really like the idea of just sticking to a one gift, yeah. just getting a bunch of them, slapping totally. them together every week or whatever. I love that. I'm also very much in favor of giving a book. Yeah, giving a I book. I think that that's really nice. And the headlamp is just like sort of adventure it's really and special. fun. Yeah. It's like so different. Yeah, I, cool. I love that. Yes. Good job. Good job. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. We had a friend of Oscar's who we were expecting to come over for a play date um, over the weekend, and it was around the time that his dad was going to bring him over. And I was alone in the house with Oscar and the baby, and we were sort of just like playing. We have like a, a front gate, front yard, and front door. And we were playing outside in the front yard expecting them to come, but then uh, the baby needed a diaper change like right then right so we went back inside but i left the front gate unlocked because i figured they're gonna walk in the door any minute and um so we came inside and i was changing the baby's diaper and oscar was in the house and i heard like a man's i heard the gate open and i heard like a man's voice and i'm like oscar your friends are here go open the door oh no (laughs) and so he's going and he's like kind of messing with the door i'm like are you opening the door and he's like no like kind of like something and then he finally gets the door open and I just hear this man's voice go like, uh, hi, is your mom or dad home? Oh my God. <laughs> and Oscar just like freaked out of and course. slammed the door and ran in. He Good was job, all upset. Oscar. I Good know. Job. And it turned out just to be some like people canvassing for sure. a political candidate and they were super nice. And I, you know, I went out there with a naked baby yeah. and like talked to them and it was fine. But I was like, wow, I just like told my child, my four-year-old, about five times, hurry up and open the door to these strangers. Right. Do it. Yeah. Go ahead. You got it. Go go right ahead. It's fine. Open the door already. Yeah. They're waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a fail. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thanks. That's horrible. So my fail is just I think I'm beginning think that just being in my house at any time with my kids is a mm, failure. Yeah, then yeah. like I feel like my house is possessed and I am shorter and less patient within the walls sure. of my house. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is getting more and more and more consuming of mm. me. Like like I if we are out, we're great. In the house, I mean mm. I am snapping at them right off. There's just, I don't know what it is. I mean I think what it is is just that like the massive sensation of things I need to be doing. Yes, either on I was a, going either, to suggest yeah, that. Either on an electronic or just in the house yes, to do. Yes. Just makes it feel like they're constantly interrupting me right. in our house, guys. Right. Not my house. It's right. our house. And I really hate it. And it's just like it's becoming like a real thing. And that's the, I'm, at least I'm aware of it. We need to do that as a topic. I think we do. That I, is a topic. Yeah, I think so. Because it's really becoming crazy. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, that's the genius takeaway of that. Yeah. Is it, everybody buckle up for that topic. Yeah. Hi, this is Teresa. I am calling with a daylight savings fail. 
I had been feeling like a really awesome mom, which probably should have been my first hint, but I realized that daylight savings time was coming about two weeks ago, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to get myself ready in advance. So I was putting the kids to bed, you know, 10 to 15 minutes earlier every night and feeling really good about it, and it was going really well. And then last night, when I put the kids to bed at their nearly one hour earlier than their regular bedtime, I sat down to scroll through my Facebook feed, which is mostly one bed mother subgroups, and I found someone's post that said, hey, what's everyone doing to prepare for daylight savings? And I thought, oh, they're probably doing the same thing I'm doing. And I uh, start scrolling through the responses, and they're all kind of the same. You know, I'm putting my kid to bed 10 to 15 minutes later every night. And all of a sudden I realize I'm an idiot, and I have reverse prepared my kids for daylight savings time. Right. My children, who are three and one and are already super early risers, are prepared for when daylight savings time comes and will be up at 4.30 in the morning. And I realize it's all my own damn fault. So I guess I'm an idiot. And all I thought this morning when my daughter came in at 5.30 is Biz's voice in my head saying, you suck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's you amazing. suck. Yeah. Oh, that is. Oh, God. This was a particularly tough daylight savings. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I no longer, whatever, like, youthful whim that I had about, like, to get to party one more hour. I get to, like, whatever, yeah. sleep one more hour. We just, I couldn't even get my brain around what this daylight savings mm-hmm. was going to be mm-hmm. until that morning when I realized, oh, it's an hour earlier. Than we we're supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. Like that. That just sucks. It sucks so much. It's shifting. It's working its way out. You know. But like, it is. It's just like the dark days. It's almost like a dark beacon before the holiday season, isn't it? Like it is. it's just like ding dong. But it's the same when the time changes the other way. Too. I agree. Like I feel like. Every time the time changes, no matter which direction it changes, I lose an hour of sleep yeah. at least yeah. a night for at, every every night for a while for a while yeah like two weeks at least oh yeah I'm losing yeah, an extra yeah. hour of sleep it just happens that way screw the kids yeah. I was going to bed at like eight thirty because uh-huh. I was so tired uh-huh. and then I had to like suddenly I was going to bed my body was like it's nine thirty even though the you know what I mean right. like I was still having to force myself yeah. up for an extra hour right yeah. You fail and suck, but so does daylight savings. The real failure here is daylight savings. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Little Bits. Little Bits is a toy brand inspiring young inventors to master steam skills and create their piece of the Star Wars galaxy with the Droid Inventor Kit. Kids can create an R2 unit or custom droids of their own. We have this set, guys. It is the coolest invention kit. All the parts are easy to use. They snap together and boom, you've got a custom droid Katie Bell named hers 2100KB. It comes with a free app that has tons of activities like racing an obstacle course, reconfiguring the custom droid to be an intruder alarm, and invention missions. This and all of their other kits that are available are super awesome for young inventors. 
Plus, it comes with everything you need right down to the battery. So just shop at littlebits.com and other select retailers. Teresa. Yes. Let's call someone today. Hey, we want to welcome back Kay Cannon to our show. Do do Kay is a comedian, writer, actor, and director. She's probably best known for creating the Pitch Perfect movies and the Netflix series Girl Boss. Before that, she was writing for New Girl and producing and writing for 30 Rock. She's making her directorial debut next year with her film Blockers. Welcome back to the show, Kay Cannon. Hey! Yay! Everybody may remember she was uh, our guest at the LA Live show uh, earlier this year. We had such a good time that we wanted to have her back and talk more. But uh, just in case somebody missed that show, we're going to start off with what we always ask our guest, which is who lives in your house? Okay, who lives in my house? I do, and then my husband, Evan, and our daughter, she's just turned four, and her name is Lenny. Ah. And we also have, like, the next three months, we have Evan's parents who live with us as well. Very nice. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that's going great. Oh, it, it, it is. I love them beyond. I wish they would never leave. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's so They're cool. They're so attentive. And, yeah, and, like, Evan and I can go have dinner whenever we want and that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's awesome. Oh, half the internet just exploded. Yeah. You're breaking all of us. <laughs> hearing that. How dare you have a nice situation? How dare you eat <laughs> dinner? You're eating dinner together? Having a healthy relationship fostered by an, allowing a larger community to support you? Oh, God. It takes a village? Ugh. It does. I'll, and I'll take it and I'll support that village as much as I can. That is right. Everybody run out and find it right now. Get it, get it, get it. All right, let's talk about the movie you have coming out uh, next year. It's called Blockers. Tell us a little bit about it, because it's kind of what I'm hoping that we will just have an interesting conversation about today. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Well, Blockers is a, it's a hard R-rated comedy, <laughs> and it stars John Cena, Leslie Mann, and Ike Barinholtz. And it's basically, there's three young women, three daughters, that have grown up together, and it's their senior prom, and they decide to lose their virginity on prom night. But what the movie is really about is that the parents find out they've made this sort of sex pact, and they find out about the pact, and the three parents, uh, for all very different reasons, try to stop them from having sex. So it's, it's over one night, and it's just basically the parents lose their minds. <laughs> And the and the, the the girls are all very like in control, and they have agency over their bodies, and they're just you know they're the, these good kids who are just like you know we don't want to go to college virgins, and they're sort of dealing with their their own their own personal like high school stuff. Yeah. But what I what I always say about the movie is that yes, it has like this craziness and silliness, and it is about you know. I would, I would never call it a sex romp at all. Right. In fact, you don't, you don't see that. But what it is, is about parents um, dealing with letting their kids go. Or one of the parents let their kid go too much, and he's trying to get her back. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's, it's like a, it's, it's parents going through that transition as their daughters enter adulthood, because sex is like a great example, like having sex, of feeling like you're an adult or being an adult 
and 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 the young women like entering adulthood too. And what is that like? And what is that like to, to leave your parents? So there, there's there's a lot of silliness, and it's really funny. It's a very very funny movie, but it's also really emotional. Like there's definitely a couple of scenes that where people cry. So I'm I'm pretty proud of it. I mean I'm still working on it. It doesn't come out till April, but we're but we're feeling good about it. All right. Well, it's always fun to live vicariously through people on the big screen. So, but I, but here I am, a real parent. I'm going to ask the, the three of us, I'm asking us, how cool do we think we are going to be when our kids get to this age? And Kay, I'll, I'll start with you. Are, do you think you're going to be like super cool or would you like to just never know? Or do you think it's going to be like, no, there, no way. I'm going to totally just, you know, only imagine me. Only imagine my face. Whatever you're being intimate with. Some. What do you think? What do you think? I mean, outside of, you know, being involved in the movie, you personally. Well, you know, we're all products of our parents or, or lack of parents. My parents, I was raised uh, Catholic, and I didn't have one sex conversation with my mother. Hmm. Not one. Right. And, and it was a abstinence, you know, all the way until marriage kind of situation. She has, my, my mom and dad, they had, I'm the fifth of seven kids. Oh, my gosh, that's None so many kids. Waited, <laughs> yeah. None of us waited to have sex. <laughs> but I think I will be, I know I will be, because it's, it's how I'm going to be through all of her life. I'm going to be very open. I want to know everything. I want her to feel like she can talk to me about anything. What I want most for her is that, it, you know, that she has great sexual experiences in her life. And whatever that means is, I just mean like that she loves herself, she respects herself. It's if and when she chooses to have sex, it's for the right reasons for her, you know, like that that she cares about this person or is being responsible. I just want to make sure that she knows that she has a place that she can come to in in an interesting way to talk to about. And, And, you know, I'm a pretty progressive parent. And when I took this project, I, my daughter was two. And I would look at her and I'd be like, oh, she's so perfect and, like, so smart and funny and good and all this kind of stuff. And then I, I, I would say, like, this thought would come into my head that one day, you know, and I, don't, I, I don't mean this to sound gross or anything, but it's like, one day she'll have a cock in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> or, you know, or whatever. But, and that is... Or a that, different... That, that, or, right, or a different... <laughs> either yeah. way, she's going to be very physically intimate. <laughs> In a way that I have been intimate with people, but now my children are going to do it. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. And that, that's like, I, you can be as progressive as possible, but that, and what I mean by it all is that it's just a fear. It's a fear that it'll be bad for her or that we know the mistakes we've made in our lives. And I don't want her to make repeat those, you know? And so I, I guess that's where I'm coming from. I think I'll be very open. What about yourself? Well, I got to tell you, I... Definitely, pre-kids was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, and even with little kids, even when my kids were, like, super little, I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm going to go steal their weed out of their drawer and, like, you know, mess with them that way. And I'm going to, you know, they, if they're going to fool around, blah, blah. I don't, I don't, you know, there's that, like, sort of, I had that sort of, like, sure, why not, you know, uh, sort of attitude. Mm-hmm. But as my daughter gets much older and my son gets older, I, I will say... 
there is this paralyzing sense of doom of sliding down the slippery slope into my children will never have sex, which is ridiculous. My children are, I mean, when they are old, older, they are teens, they're going to fool around as teens do. I'm going to only talk about teens as like abstract art, right? Yeah. Like as teens oh, do, right. as they tell me the teens do. You know, I, I, I'm like you. I, I, you know, we've always been really open with Katie Bell and Ellis as he gets older about answering any questions they have, right? About sex, about uh, where babies come from, you know, their bodies, it's their bodies, it's, you know, no one has the right, to, you know, consent, consent, consent. You know, we talk about these things in the house all the time. So, you know, I'm sort of like you in the sense that I'm hoping that by laying out enough groundwork that when they're old enough, to make this decision for themselves, they, these things will like, you know, instinctively kick in because, you know, teens are really good at like making super smart decisions, right? That's the thing teens are really good at. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, because I'm like you, I'm like, there's part of me that like, I know sex is great, right? Like sex is great. And I can remember the like, uh, super intense, like feelings I had when I was, you know, a teenager and, mm -hmm. you know, how fun the first kiss is, how fun these things, you know, can be. But I'm also now like 43 with a huge set of baggage that I carry around. And, you know, I don't want, I'm like you, I don't want, I don't ever want my children's experiences to be bad, whether it be in school, whether it be in work, whether it be in sex, right. whether it be in like whatever, which is also completely not in my control. Right. So, like, I, I don't even know if that answered the question. I, do, I don't know how cool I will be because I, I hear you say you want to set up a groundwork and where they'll come to you. Right. She'll come to you if she wants to talk about it. But like part of that age may be that maybe my kids will not tell me. Right. Like yeah. ever. My mom was always available for me to talk to yeah. her, and I didn't want to yeah. talk to her about Same it. Same here, yeah. And, my, and I love my mom. Like, we yeah. have a great relationship. And she was very, she incur she would try to talk to me about it. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Ugh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. You know, like, because it's also weird to be like, hey, baby girl, I really want your first sex experience yeah. to be awesome and but positive. You know what, though? <laughs> There's something super I weird. feel like that is, that is is actually kind of my goal yeah. is to be that weird parent who like brings it up all the time and like really tries to take the taboo out of it and right. like just like talks about it so much to the point where like my kids just like have all the information like huh. they really know all the information like the amazing podcaster and columnist and so many other things Dan Savage yeah. um has talked about like his upbringing as Catholic I we all we're of us all were Catholic. raised Catholic. All of us okay? were raised we all Catholic. Have that. Yeah. But um, yeah. he's talked about how it makes for like a great like kinky sex life when you're older because there's so many things <laughs> that like make you feel like, ooh, this Ugh. is bad. And right, that's like yeah. exciting. And how like if your parents are like super healthy and open about right. sex from like the time that you're very young, it can sometimes like take some of the fun out of it, which I think is really <laughs> funny that we would like, uh, Just uh, like strip go the out fun. of our way to like do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Children. Let like, me willfully yeah. 
get you, like, talk to you so much about, again, it yeah. goes back to the, when that moment happens, it's just my face. <laughs> You're doing such a great job, baby girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> this mood killer. That's too much for me. Too much. All right, well, here's another question. So, okay, fine, we're all really great. We all want our children to be raised <laughs> in a healthy environment about sex. Yeah. Great for us. Yeah. So the next question is, how cool are you going to be ab- about it in the sense of, like, I, I think as I have an older, as my child gets older, as Katie Bell gets older, there's lots of things I kind of just don't want to know about. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be available to her, but I understand that part of her, like, her experience has to be going out and doing things, right? Like, my father the other day, I made some comment about Katie Bell having a crush on somebody, and he was like, oh, you know, just, you know, get ready. It's going to start. And I was like, well, how did you guys get through all of it? He said, with blissful ignorance and hoping that, it would all work out okay. Like, when I think about the list of things my family, my family does not know mm-hmm. that I did, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, the, the risks, the, the dares, my relationships, like, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They, they just didn't know, but, like, didn't mean that they weren't there for me if I needed them. And I wonder how much it helped them not knowing, right? Like, so I wonder, am I the person who's going to be like, do tell me all about it? Yeah, because that could just keep me up all night. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And, you know, there was always that house that was like, after prom, everybody can come spend the night here right. at the house. I'm yeah. like, oh, yuck. Yeah. I don't want you to have sex in that house. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Right? Like, Jesus. Um, but I don't know. I mean, again, the parenting fluid. So where do you see yourself on that spectrum of, like, uh, of this? I mean, like, are you going to, do you think you might be the house? Would you let your kid go to somebody's house? Do you want to make them really work for it? I don't know. Like... Well, I don't want to be the house because I don't want to be at all responsible for other people's kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Good you know, point. like I, I remember my uh, parents, for my oldest brother, they, we, we were the house, not for any kind of sex stuff, but we were the house <laughs> that, had, that had like the big graduation party right. in the woods where they were drinking. And then my, because my parents would like help, you know, make sure everybody got home safely. It was right. It a safe house, remember, to have this like big graduation party. But I remember there were some parents who were upset by it. Yeah. And their reasoning was, well, we want to make sure, we're, we know they're going to do it. We want to make sure that they're safe. Right. Uh, but I still don't want to be that, that house. Right. <laughs> but but what I, I guess what I want to be is I want to be the, the mom that is trying to stop the, there's, there's big problems and there's little problems, right? Right. So, like, I don't know, all, and nor would she probably tell me all this, the little stuff, right? Like the, the, you know, the, the crushes or the, the lies or the, you know, right. I was with him but, and all that kind of stuff. What I'm trying to avoid and make sure she knows that she can come to me when there's like higher stakes stuff so that she doesn't make a huge decision on her own that mm. is a detriment to her and her life and, and moving forward or that she feels shame or anything like that. I just really... You know, it's. I guess my goal is to just be that parent that's there for to, to to constantly be teaching her and helping her like respect herself. And and I and I think like and it, it, it kind of like sex is like one element of oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah, like, for having sex. So it's like it's how she treats other other you know friends and all you know how she how she respects elders, all that all that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I I definitely like. I don't want to know, like, all the little details of all that kind of stuff at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, 
And I and I think that 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 should be private. I think there should be boundaries for sure. Yeah, I'm not her best friend. I'm her mother. But oh my god, that I is just, what my mother used to say to me. She would say that all the time. She'd say, "I'm not your best friend. I'm your mother." Right? Like, and that went both ways. It went the way of like, so you know, we're not pals here. There's discipline here. There's rules here. There's that. But also, I am your mother. There's nothing you can't tell me that will make me stop loving you. Right? Like, right. it goes. Right. I remember those, I wonder if that just came in like the Catholic handbook. That was like a super (laughs) profound, like, statement that I remember her, you know, yelling up the stairs at me as I slammed the door in her face for like the, you know, hundredth time or whatever. Yeah, we always kind of joke in the house about like, well, let's just hope our kids are like super awkward nerds like we were. So that like this just like barely comes out until like right before college. Yeah, like, you know, like an extra like six years. Yeah, right. Like if they're like super (laughs) like, I don't know, I'm not who wants to have sex, guys? That sounds weird. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just hang out and watch movies. Yeah. Uh, You want to put what where? Gross, guys. Um, Yeah, no, there's there's also. There's also, I think, something about wanting whatever that experience is whenever our kids, like there's two things here. There's One is, for me, I just want it to be a really good experience, right? Because this is my personal story I will share very quickly. And that was, everybody who listens to the show knows that I was raped in college. And when I called my mom to tell her uh, that it had happened, her one of her first series of questions was, was it your first time having sex? And for a split second, it was weird to tell her no, you know, yes or no. But Mm -hmm. I said, no, I lost my virginity, you know, that summer to this boy I had been seeing up at this camp. And her response was, thank God. Right. Like, and I, I I now understand that it was like, okay, good. Your first experience is not linked to something awful. You still have this other positive sexual experience to sort of anchor you. And I feel like that, I, again, you know, my own baggage coming into this experience with my kids is this risk that something will, they will have a bad experience, right? And, you know, we can't necessarily stop that without, you know, tying them to a chair for the rest of their lives. So I think there is a, you know, I like to sort of think there's a benefit to sort of like what you were saying, Teresa, this whole, like, I'm just going to talk this shit to death about how great it is and how, like, much fun it is and, like, this, all this positivity and, like, normalizing it so that it's, you know, again, there's, like, an anchor that their first experience can be this good yeah. thing. It doesn't have to be shame-filled. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the yeah. shame-filled night of, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Are you, do you, Teresa, do you have any desire to be the cool house? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I had too many kids. I don't even want a slumber party at my house right now. (laughs) No, no, definitely not. I think I might actually, like, I hated how strict I felt my parents were Mm. at the time. And I think I might actually be strict like them when it comes to the time. Because I think it actually was helpful to me. Yeah, no. Like, I think it was actually good. Like a weird balance between the, like, normalizing it, talking yeah. about it, but also there being, like, yeah. really set rules Like, about. I wasn't allowed to, like, go in the car with kids that they didn't know to yeah. go to a party in another town right. late at night mm-hmm. where they didn't know the parents and I wasn't able to give them a phone number. Yeah. Like, a lot of my friends were allowed to do that, and I was so mad that I wasn't allowed to do that. But I think that was Smart. Probably the right thing. Like, I think I see myself kind of doing the same thing and being like, oh, you're mad. Like, if my kids are pissed, I'll yeah. be like, oh, you're mad? Okay. You're totally allowed to be mad. Yeah. 
Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know the one thing I wanted to say when I was selling the movie? I, we went to different studios to, to sell it. And a lot of the executives in the rooms were, you know, were male. And so I would, I would talk about this and, 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 and kind of tell the story of, like, why I wanted to do the movie. And, like, all these men, a lot of them had daughters. Yeah. And they would get really squeamish or whatever. And one in particular, he was like, well, I have a... He goes, oh, my daughters are older, so I, I don't have to worry about it, except for one. And he, he said, at 22, 17, and 12. And I said, oh, then they, then they all, you do have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and he was, like, shocked. And, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that, like, we're fools to believe that we don't have to be having this conversation when they're 10. Like, oh, if not, know, if not earlier, younger, we've got, yeah. like, in Katie Bell's in third, Katie yeah. Bell's in third grade, and, like, it's already started where the boys are, like I, because I'm like a room parent, sometimes parents reach out to me about, like, hey, this is happening in the class, or do you see this? Do you not see this? That kind of thing. But, like, there's been a lot of, like, you know, a mom is walking by, and, like, you know, the boys are, like, you know, pretending to, like, I'm going to kiss her. And, like, you know, like, oh it's already, God. like, yeah. starting to be, like, yeah. the weird, like, fake make-out actions yeah. and, like, you know, you, you know, where people, and half the time, it's based on something they've seen or they're just using words that they have, like, heard out in the world, right? Like, mm-hmm. dumb. 90% of it's like, oh, my God, that's so dumb. But it started, and I do wonder how many of these kids' parents have even had, like, any conversation, right? Like, because it's really mm-hmm. easy, like, when they're three, four, five, to be like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait. And then they're like, eight, yeah. nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten comes really fast, right? And, like, this clearly is already stuff that they're thinking about or, you know, even if it's in the still, like, like sort of make fun, it's a joke kind of, like, zone of, I don't know what this means. I just know these are actions that, like, people take, and it's funny and it's silly. But there's nothing behind it. I mean, Katie Bell is filled with so much clinical information at this point in time. I'm (laughs) like, please, God. I don't want, like, somebody to, like, I don't want, like, kid on the playground to be the one who tells her what masturbation is right, right. like i'm yeah. like let me guarantee you little timmy does not know per se all the things you need to know about masturbation <laughs> right right well when uh with pitch perfect the difference between it being a rated r movie and and a pg-13 movie yeah was this one joke which was there was you saw uh britney snow and a guy in a stall, you saw their feet. So they're clearly fooling around in a bathroom stall, like in yeah. a public place. And then uh, Anna Kendrick starts to sing in the shower, and then Brittany Snow joins her, in, like, as, and they sing together. And th- there was a David Guetta line of like, oh, you know David Guetta? Of course, it have been Under a Rock, and they talk about this song, and Brittany Snow says, that song is my jam. It's my diddle jam. They did not want, we actually had to take it out because the, otherwise the movie would have been rated R because they didn't want a 10-year-old girl to look to her mom and ask what diddling meant and wow. and i want to say that, that she was fooling around in a stall that's fine yeah. Yeah. that's totally that fine. fine yeah that part's fine but that's like right. masturbation a thing yeah. that every kid your kid is definitely probably doing right now on some level right. you know what i yeah. mean like exploring their bodies and all that kind of stuff it is it is interesting i don't know I also, I feel like in this conversation, the three of us, three women, yeah. I I feel like we have, like, leaned into this, like, assumption that we're talking about our daughters through a True. lot of this. And, like, I actually have been thinking, every single thing that we've said, I've made a yeah. conscious thought.
thought in my head. I don't know if you've been doing this. I've been this. doing like, this too because I have a like, son. Yeah. Is this also true for the boys? Like, yeah. is this also true yeah. for my boys? And like, it totally all is. Yeah. But I just want to say, because we've said girls and daughters so many times in this conversation, I think we it's like, and it's a given, like this is something in our culture where we're all more worried about our daughters going into sexual relationships than about our sons. Right. Guess what? It takes... To tango. Yeah, but also yeah. we need to worry about our sons and like what we're what messages we're giving them as well, and they also need to be like safe, like yes. physically safe. No, like, correct. they're also at risk. Yeah, you know? no, a hundred percent correct. Yeah. And I know what I wrestle with with this. I I constantly like everything I tell Katie Bell. I know I'm telling Ellis, yeah. right? And we've started having those conversations, you know, when he asks questions, you know, we use all the right language and all this stuff, or we learn new language as, you know, as new language becomes available. But I will say, I have a weird bias as a woman with the baggage that I have, which is totally why it's so easy for the conversations to fall in that line. But you're right. There's like, I can remember uh, at some point in time you were talking about with one of your sons, uh, this idea of how you were going to raise that your responsibility in raising them was to, you know, they had to be aware of the fact that they were white males out in the world, right? And, like, what responsibilities came with that? Like, what that represented, what that meant. And I remember just being like, oh, I just, yeah, because I had a daughter at the time. I hadn't thought about that responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now I have Ellis, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, brother, we're going to, we're going to, you know. And I also have to be good, though, to pull back and be like, you know, not overdo, not shame him in my discussions mm-hmm. with him about his body and about, like, you know, uh, what his responsibilities are with his body. As he begins to, you know, um, be more physical out in the world. I mean, you know, I, yeah, it's a big, it's a lot. But you're right. Culturally, we're like, and, yeah, and dudes, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we talk a lot in the movie about the double standard. You know, oh, like- good. Would, would you freak out if it was, you know, your son's doing that and, and, and uh, this, this idea of control and all that kind of stuff. But we're going to have a happier, safer <laughs> world when you, you know, with you guys raising sons that it, where you're teaching them to respect women and to respect themselves and their right. bodies and sex. Just having this conversation where it, it alone is already like a step forward <laughs> of like yeah. making sure that, that it, we've got to include uh, the boys and like teaching them, you know, um, uh, everything. Consent, I mean, like <laughs> consent. We're like yeah. consent, consent, consent with Ellis yeah. as much as we are with Katie Bell. And it's just as important that like Katie Bell, if Ellis says no, when she's like playing with him or wants to tickle him or whatever, she has to stop. She wants to hug yeah. him all yeah. the time. And he like hates it. And I'm like, you have to ask before you hug your brother. Right. And, and same goes, you know, for Ellis the other way. And hopefully, if everybody's used to that rule, maybe it really is. It's just sort of like if we, like, over-talk it to our kids a little <laughs> yeah. bit, we should also be over-talking it to each other. Because yeah. I think a lot of it's also as parents, we can get really hung up with, it, when is it okay to have these conversations? Or I don't want anybody to know I'm having these conversations with my kids. I don't want it. You know, right. like, there's a shame in our culture of even having these conversations yeah, or like am i gonna do it wrong the right first or, time and then are they is the kid gonna repeat something out in the world right yeah oh god poor katie bell is gonna be the educator in chief on the playground <laughs> like i'm so sorry everybody else's parents my kid's coming for you with a book of information um 
Well, Kay, thank you so much for joining us. I had a really nice time having this conversation. <laughs> thank you for having me. It's so like it's so great to well, talk about. Yeah, no, it's but, so important. Yeah, yeah, let's talk the shit out of it. Um, we'll let everyone know when Blockers comes out. Everybody get the babysitter and go have this, and then go have some conversations yeah. afterwards. That'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thank you again for joining us, and happy holidays. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Are stacks of unread books taking over your apartment? Do you constantly miss your train stop because you're caught up in reading? I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We party hard. And by party hard, we mean read books. So join us every Thursday on Reading Glasses, a maximum fun podcast about reading and book culture. Get more out of your reading life. We'll help you conquer your to-be-read pile. Get out of that book slump. And squeeze more reading time into your busy day. Learn Learn how how to to read better. better. Wow, that was good. (laughs) Hey everyone, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, here to tell you about Story Break, a writer's room podcast where every week we, the Hollywood geniuses behind Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Thrill as we weave the tragic tale of Jar Jar, a Star Wars story. We're going to double down on everything that made the prequels great. Jar Jar, (laughs) trade federation, (laughs) politics. Gasp as we assemble a pantheon of heroes for the Kellogg Cinematic Universe. We could get rid of Snap, Crackle, Pop. I wouldn't even miss them. You're crazy. They die in the second Act. Oh, come on. <laughs> and join us as we make fun of Matt as he struggles to name a single Beyonce song. Well, yeah, put a finger on it. Sure, she wants to be Beyonce. Put a um, finger on it. Beyonce's <laughs> famous song. Will we break the story? Or will the story break us? Find out by joining us in the writer's room every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, that was fun. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about with the interview. You know, like, I feel like we, I, I want our interviews to get back to just having additional conversations. Yeah about different parenting topics with guests who can come in and, and talk about them. Yeah. I, that was really fun. Totally. It was like two shows for the price of one. And plus, I think it's really good as parents to start thinking about this now when our kids are young. Because even as we start really to evolve, <laughs> I know, Audrey's like, I don't want to think about that shit. <laughs> I've um, got enough going on. I have on. enough. Enough. Right in front of me. That's right. By the time they make it to their teen years, I don't care. I don't even care I'll anymore. I'll deal with it later. That's right. Um, I always think about that movie, Peggy Sue Got Married or whatever, uh-huh. where Peggy Sue time travels back. She's back in her like teenage body or whatever, and she's having this conversation with her mother as her mother goes up the stairs, and like her mom's like freaking out, thinking that Peggy Sue is upset about having sex or being pressured into having sex with mm-hmm. her boyfriend, Nicolas Cage. And the mother goes, Peggy Sue do you know what a penis is, right? And she's like, oh, mother, and like goes yeah. up the stairs. But that's like how I, like, we could just wait and have that kind of conversation. Let's do that. Let's yeah. do it that way. Yeah. No, I do think there's something about having these conversations, starting to think about it, talking with your friend, talking with your own parents, talking about it, like wherever, just to be like, I don't, your partners, I don't know what I'm going to be like. I mean, everything that I just said here still may evolve or change. Yeah, probably will. It probably will. Yeah. As soon as I said how I was going to be or not be, I imagined all of the parents who listen to this show and like already have teenagers being like, ha! Yeah, I know. Yeah, Yeah. this is definitely like a 
time capsule show <laughs> yeah. of hilarious, you know, of hilarious wrong thinking, right? Like, who knows? I don't know. Won't that be fun to go back and listen to wait. in the teen years? <laughs> Teresa. Yes. You know what's also fun to go back and listen to? is a rant you may have left on the phone. Let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Hey, One Bad Mother, this is a rant. I am sitting in the garage drinking wine at this point, but my three-and-a-half-year-old just had an epic meltdown about who puts on his right sock, and it was just, like, so much screaming and... You know, my husband and I are trying to tag team it, which is really hard sometimes to agree upon a parenting level. And my mother-in-law was supposed to have like a two-week back surgery that she watches our son two days a week and is super helpful in general, even though she's pain in the ass. And um, her back surgery is now, the recovery period is now through the end of the year. And I'm just like trying to find coverage as a working mom like I don't want to just leave them with anyone so we're just switching off all the time because I have a flexible schedule which just means way more burden on me and I just want to go to the gym and run all this off but instead I've made the wine choice so those don't really mix very well (laughs) that would be just a fail call after this I'm sure so anyways I just had to let that off my chest this was not the first night in a row that he freaks out because he's overtired and can't get clothes on for bedtime. It's been like three nights in a row now of this epic meltdown tantrum. Nonsense because I guess they just drop their naps sometimes and then they're too tired and we're just in this terrible in-between point. Okay, enough already about me. Thank you so much for everything. Bye. First off... You're doing a good job. I love the idea of sitting in the garage, having a glass of wine, (laughs) or a closet, or a bathroom, or the corner of your bedroom, the door closed (laughs) and all the lights off. Whatever you need to do, good job. I think we're not giving ourselves enough credit for how emotionally draining the tantrums are Mm. at this age. Mm -hmm. When she said he had the meltdown over who put the sock on, Mm We're going through that sort of meltdown right now where, like, rationally, you're like, it's just a fucking sock. Look at this. I'm going to back off, and now you can put the sock mm-hmm. on. See? Ta-da. Problem solved. But it's too late because yeah. it's not about the sock. Right. It's way too late. And then it just, I mean, like, we had a similar one where I was, like, because he was in the tub, and he was getting, Ellis was getting, like, a tantrum started about something he wanted to play with Katie Bell. But Katie Bell didn't want to play it. And, again, we're back in that place of I'm not going to force her to satisfy his need, right? I mean, there's a lesson being taught there. So I really had to stick to my guns, even though it would have been way easier to be like, just fucking play it for two seconds, right? But instead I was like, no, it gets really dangerous in the tub, so I've got to pull him out of the tub, which makes the tantrum even worse. And then we're just sat there for like 10 minutes as he Mm -hmm. was just like screaming Mm -hmm. and like hurling and like the whole nine yards over something that like, as a rational adult, you know, is a solvable problem. And those those things are exhausting. They like they just strip you. Oh yeah. And when they come over and over again, it's just like, you know, I 
when everybody's like, oh, tantrums, that's part of it. We're not giving ourselves mm-hmm. the credit for yeah. like how no, you're so right. much stress they can cause us. And and we may not even be aware of it until we're suddenly sitting there discovering that our child care situation is turned upside down or our work situation is turned upside down or any other of the other things that happen and turn upside down. And you're like, why can't I handle these things like I normally would have? It's because you're so tired and drained from being screamed at by your child, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. just so much. And I think, you know, I think they're... I think it's a really good sign that you even think about going out and doing some exercise. That's a great sign. You're right. That's definitely the better choice. So it's nice to know that you can still think that as opposed to some of us who may have just already gotten to the other side of that. All like, yeah, no, wine in the garage actually sounds like exactly what I need right now. You're doing a really great job. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And these are like, it's almost like a series of sort of like, oh. These all seem like kind of normal, mm-hmm. mundane things in the grand series of rants that get left on the on the hotline. But those mundane things are the ones that are like sometimes the heaviest yeah. to carry yeah. because they seem to never end. It, yeah, it's just one day. It's just one day. Who knows what tomorrow will bring hmm. or what M- happened yesterday? Maybe something surprising. True. Maybe. Maybe something great. Maybe we'll just get to stand around the next day and be confused by how well it all worked out. Yep. Sure. You're doing a remarkable job. Yes, you are. You really are. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned a lot. We learned that sometimes things can go really well, and it's surprising. And that uh, it may be surprising because maybe we have gotten into a habit of only expecting the worst. Right? Yeah. I don't know what that lesson per se is. That's just something we learned that we talked about today. Yes. Not sure I'm carrying anything great away from it. Just, hey, all that kind of plays in, doesn't it? I think, can we carry away the thing that you said about, like, just being, you kind of said, like, just being open Mm. to the possibility that that will happen? Like, not being blunt, like, not allowing ourselves to be blinded to the fact that things will ultimately go well at some point. Right. So that we can actually be there to notice it and see it and potentially even enjoy it when it happens rather than just, like, be confused or... Yeah, we could do that. Right? Let's try that. Let's try to be open to the possibility. That sounds perfect. (laughs) We also learned that talking about our kids getting old enough to have sex in theory isn't Interesting and fun conversation to have. (laughs) And aren't we all so smart and well-prepared for it? Yep. Great. Great. Um, It's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, let's just, again, assume it's all going to be great. I'm going to be open to the possibility that it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We also want to throw out there, guys, that uh, the holidays are coming. Maybe you need a host gift, hostess gift. Mm. Maybe you've got relatives coming to your house with very little children uh, or brand new babies. This is a great time of the year to grab a copy of You're Doing a Great Job by yours and Truly's. And yours Truly's, uh, our One Bad Mother book about the hundred ways you're killing it, that you're doing a great job. Uh, so uh, maybe grab a couple of copies. Have those ready for those weeping parents who've just driven and traveled uh, across the country to get to you. Glass of wine. Here's the book. You're all set. It's the perfect little stocking stuffer for the parents in your life. Guys, we're in it. We're here. 
We're it's so Thanksgiving. Here. We're it's upon us. We're in the belly of the beast. And what do we do? We remember that our children can be a benefit to us by saying we need to go take that baby and feed that baby. Mm-hmm. Or that baby just really needs some quiet time. Yep. Or whatever excuse. Or this young toddler. Or, yeah. Really needs to or, calm down. Yeah. 17-year-old. 17-year-old. Needs some quiet time. Needs some quiet time. Or, oh, my stomach is a little upset. I just, I excuse me. Yeah. I need to make room for more pie. Whatever you need to say, it's okay to leave the room and hide in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You may also hashtag us. Hiding in the bathroom. Please do. Sharing when you've taken a little break upon yourself. Remember, you can always stash a glass of wine or a beer or your favorite parenting book mm-hmm. uh, written by us. Or maybe a you know box of cookies, whatever you need, yeah. hidden in the bathroom. And then you just go in there, break in case of emergency is waiting for you. Yep. We're going to get through this, guys. We're all getting really good at it. Teresa? Yes. You are doing... An excellent job. I really, thank you. And thank you for that nice holiday pep talk, Biz. I really appreciate it. Sure. You're welcome. Biz, you're doing a great job, too. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Kara Hart, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all of these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.